Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome to Father Augustine and Friends. Father Augustine Puckner is a Norbertine priest and is the new host for Spirit-Filled Radio. Each week, Father invites his friends in ministry to sit down and have a discussion about all things Catholic. Expect to always feel part of the conversation as we dive in and explore our love of the faith. Here's Father Augustine. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Father Augustine and Friends. For those of you who are not aware, there are so many other wonderful shows and podcasts and things from, you know, just kind of Catholic life, tradition, Father Jacob Shea, Felon Norbertine, and like, like all the wonderful opportunities that you have to receive this beautiful inspiration. So before uh, we get to our opening prayer, I want to welcome today's guest, who is a very dear friend wonderful Catholic physician, like my father. We're going to get to that in terms of the history. He's a regular here at St. John the Baptist Parish. I've done one of the family weddings. Uh, we play golf together. He is a <laughs> wonderful friend. Uh, and in many ways, you're going to hear a very inspiring story. Please welcome Dr. Greg DeRocco. Welcome, Greg, to the show. Well, thank you very much, Father. All right. Let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our faith and the inspiration of your grace. We ask you to send the Holy Spirit among us as we are here for this conversation today. We ask you to send a special blessing also upon all those who will listen to our show today that they will also feel the inspiration and receive the blessings which you, Lord, wish to give all those who will participate with us. We are thankful for Our Lady's intercession, the intercession also of St. Joseph, and may all that we do continue to be blessed by your grace. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so Dr. Greg, now for our listeners, just a reminder, or for those who do not know, my father was a physician, old-fashioned Catholic doctor, cardiologist, specialty, diseases of the heart. So I, I grew up with a great admiration for you know physicians and the medical profession. In fact, when I started university studies at the University of Minnesota, my undergrad, I was a biology major, and I was pre-med. I was going to follow in my dad's footsteps, like my oldest brother Tom has done. He's a physician. In our friendship, that was you know one of the elements that I immediately was like, oh, he's a great doctor, and he's a great Catholic, and he's a great Catholic doctor, and uh, so maybe. Introduce yourself a little bit and uh, tell us about the, the important work that you're doing and the, uh, the beautiful career that God blessed you with. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Father, for inviting me here. Basically, I always had an interest in medicine, mm-hmm. and it actually took me three times to get into medical school. So that's a whole other story. Sure. It's okay. A miracle we believe uh, in miracles on this show. We talk, we talk miracles on this show pretty frequently. From the beginning. Yes. So once I got into medical school, um, and at that time, this is uh, in the uh, 
mid-70s, I was a very secular Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to be honest. Sure. And yeah. uh, I didn't know really what I was going to proceed in studying in medicine. Mm-hmm. So I thought about pediatrics, um, Great. adolescent mm-hmm. medicine, sure. mm-hmm. and I took my first rotation in pediatrics, and I knew right away that was not for me. <laughs> okay. uh, well, God provided that clarity. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but I ended up choosing OBGYN, and I really had a kind of a naive uh, understanding of what OBGYN was all about. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to go to USC. That's where I did all my training, mm-hmm. undergraduate, mm-hmm. medical school, mm-hmm. internship, mm-hmm. residency. Great. I was very lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so the very first day of orientation, I get my schedule. And I'm looking through it, and I see I am going to be doing the abortion service as one of my uh, duties as a OB-GYN resident. And I didn't want to do abortions. I knew they were not right. I was so secular, I I felt, well, maybe there are very limited Mm -hmm. times you can do that. And even then, 40 years ago... I knew that would be like one out of a million, maybe. 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 Right. Uh, Now, I'm secular, so I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Understandable. So, Mm -hmm. I knew that my grandmother and uh, probably my mother, too, would be very upset if they knew I was doing abortions. I think they would be, yes. Yes, I think they would be. After getting that, it was within 10 minutes, I went up to the chairman of our department, Dr. Dan Michelle, and knocked on his door. He welcomed me in, and he said, "Um, what do you want, Greg? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing fine, but I can't do abortions. And that's all he said. Sure. All that needed to be said, really. And so he uh, took a long pause, and he said, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just give you extra gynecology? I go, that works for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I stayed in OBGYN. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah. And, the, you know, the Lord delivered you from a rather crazy and unfortunate situation there. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. And I think I was one of the very few, if not possibly the only one, because when I went back for a probably a 20-year reunion, 25-year reunion for Dr. Dan Michelle, in honor of Dr. Dan Michelle. Yeah. Some of the doctors, oh, you were the you were the one who uh, would did do abortions. Would do abortions. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Greg. Yeah. Thank you, Doctor yeah. Greg. Everyone out there, give <laughs> Doctor Greg a hand. <laughs> Loud applause for that decision. But it, it was just something I knew in my heart. And soul. I just this is wrong. Yes. Uh, you know, I I can't be part of it. Yeah. It was not something sure. negotiable. Yeah. And again, I was very secular. Right. So. I was open to a lot of things. Well, again, God protected you. And, and, I mean, obviously, you were baptized. You were Catholic. The instinct was there, the correct Mm -hmm. instinct. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God and the Holy Spirit. Great. So then, and, of course, then continuing on in your practice, because, you know, one of the blessings that I've received in my friendship with Dr. Greg is we have a number of mutual friends who are all totally pro-life, Catholic, working in the medical field, 
other people who are, you know, working with all different kinds of things which have affected, you know, your career, mm-hmm. like in just, you know, natural family planning even. And always go maybe some, share with our listeners some of the, uh, the amazing stories about, again, being a Catholic OBGYN. Okay. Well, I think it was a dinner, I know it was a dinner, that I had with Debbie Hoppy mm-hmm. and her husband Mark with my wife, mm-hmm. Sarah Ann. Mm-hmm. And we had a beautiful dinner, and I've always believed in Lourdes and Fatima, mm-hmm. and Debbie started talking about Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. I'm going, wow, in my time, in real lifetime here, in Yugoslavia, the Blessed Virgin Mary is appearing to Yugoslavian yeah, young children at that time. Mm-hmm. This was like the early 80s, early 80s. Started, yeah. started. So I was just on fire. I read everything about that, Wayne Weibel's mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. you name it. Yeah. I got the newspapers. Yeah. I then started to get back into the Catholic faith. Yeah. So how it happened was the Blessed Virgin Mary told the children and emphasized prayer is very, very important. Get back to God, change your ways, convert. And so she said, start slowly and say a couple Hail Marys, Our Fathers, Glory Bees. But ideally, if you can say a rosary Mm -hmm. every day. So Mm -hmm. I'm type A. (laughs) I went straight for the idea. Right to the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to say the rosary every day, and I was going to, you know, Mass and daily Mass at times, and I'm going, after about three months, I'm supposed to feel something, I think. I I don't know, but I go, I'm not feeling anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I almost gave up the rosary. Mm. Almost. 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 But I thought about it, I go, you know, it's kind of a good thing, I guess, but uh, I'll just expect nothing in return. You know, I'll just, I'll just say it. So that's a big part that really got me going. Sure. And at this point, you're married with children. I'm married, right? and at that point, I think I had uh, five children, mm-hmm. and I ended up with six. Yes. Five boys and a girl. Yes. A set of twin boys in there. Yes. So we were very blessed. My yes. wife is a very lovely lady. Yes. A beautiful family. And as I mentioned, I uh, have been blessed and the honor of uh, doing one of the family weddings, too. So and so you mentioned Mark and Debbie Hoppy. They're, of course, well, yeah. among these mutual friends that we discovered in our friendship mm-hmm. together. And again, a really beautiful story of, obviously, Our Lady's influence, the influence of a good Catholic friend, mm-hmm. you know, dinner with a couple that you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so share now with, okay, so you have this experience, you're praying the rosary, uh, you kind of really return to like the fullness of like practicing your faith, mm-hmm. which again, for our listeners, if any of you are kind of in that situation, come back fully, come back mm-hmm. all the way. If you need to come back, like be the prodigal son, just come back the father's going to embrace you the church is going to embrace you uh we're going to celebrate conversions reversions all those realities uh are what make people's lives you know strong in their faith so but again back to your sort of personal journey well i didn't have a saint paul immediate conversion well it was a process sure yeah so debbie 
uh, introduced me to this priest to just kind of be like a spiritual advisor. Mm-hmm. And as I got further into the Catholic faith, I started to realize that, you know, I'm doing tubal ligations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably not good. Yeah. And so I decided to stop that because I'm sure. actively intervening. Yeah. And as it turned out, the assistants I got said they'll do it. And so my patients didn't mind. They still wanted to stay with me. Yeah. And that was a good thing. Yeah. So I go, thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need all the help because I get a lot of kids to, to support the sheep. Sure. <laughs> so... That was the beginning, and then I thought more and more about this, and I'm going, well, I asked this priest, I go, I don't think it's really a sin, but, you know, I give out birth control pills. I go, hey, they asked me for them, I don't promote it, and uh, if they want it, that's fine, I'm not a priest. Uh, In fact, uh, it's very frowned upon to uh, talk about religion, in any way in medicine, especially in those days, unless the patient brings it up and you like to discuss right. it. Right. So I asked this priest, um, what, what do you think? He wasn't sure. He went into catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked at me. He said, no, let me get back with you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I want to talk to mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. some other priests. And mm-hmm. then he came back and said, no, nah, Greg, you, you can't do that. That's, yeah. that's a grave matter. Sure. And so I go, you know, if I have to give out birth control pills, I'm not doing tubal ligations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was so very, very worried. Sure. Yeah. And rightfully so. Sure. Um, I'm going, uh, why did I even have to bring this up? Oh, I mean, the Holy Spirit. You know. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, we are discussing a process of, of complete and total conversion. And I can't wait to get to the end because it's amazing. Well, anyways, so I was talking to family members and friends mm-hmm. and my sisters. And, uh, you know, they weren't enthusiastic about that. Great. You're married. You have six kids. You're going to lose job. your practice. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, what are you yeah, going to do? Yeah. So about two months later, there was a religious conference I went to. So mm-hmm. I spoke to the priest mm-hmm. there. And he said, well, we don't give birth control pills out. But if, you know, they ask you for them, uh, you know, basically he kind of yeah. made some wiggle room in there. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, and now I'm looking back, I got a, a, a no, and then I got maybe a yes. Mm, yeah. So then I spoke to another priest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Consulting a lot of priests here, which is I not know, a bad thing. I, well, right. I, no, you know, I got conflicting answers. And, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then I went to this other priest, and right away he said no. So I gave my sob story. You know, listen, I'm married. I, yeah, you know, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. He yeah. says, well, does anyone in your community give birth control pills? I go, everyone gives birth control pills out. Yeah. And I hate to say this, all the Catholic OBGYNs do that. Yeah. So then he, he kind of said, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's okay if they can go to other, other OBGYNs. So I was confused. I said... 
to the Blessed Virgin Mary. I said, I, I got to put this on hold. I'm getting conflicting things. Sure. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable inside. Mm-hmm. I know that's the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. I should feel be feeling peace. Right. Maybe pain along with the peace, but uh, I'm just not getting uh, a good sure. response here. Mm-hmm. Still searching. Still and seeking. Then I I turned on EWTN, mm-hmm. and there was this Father Crappie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he started saying, "This is grave and moral matter. This is mortal yeah, yeah, yeah. sin. If yeah. you do this," yeah. and he went through everything. Yeah, and he was very up up front. Yeah. and he no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, and so you know, I prayed. I prayed, please help me. Would tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So I finally got to the point where I said, "Okay." I'm going to give up doing birth control. So uh, I even emailed him and he emailed me back sure. with you, man, you, 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 no greener, Greg, you just can't do this. Yeah. Uh, so before I gave up giving birth control pills, I looked into other religions. I seriously did. Yeah. I looked into Judaism, Mormonism, mm-hmm. all types of Protestant religions yeah. and other religions, yeah. and I validated that the Catholic faith, to me, was the true religion. Amen. Sure. So I didn't know what to do. I said, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm jumping off a cliff. Yeah, sure. Into the arms of Jesus. <laughs> Into well, the I, arms I, of the Blessed Mother. I, I didn't see any guardian angels there. Well, they were there. They, they were, were there. there. They, they were, were invisible. Yes. I go, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and I felt peace inside. Yes. Yes. Even among my family, my immediate family. Yeah. So I did it. And yes, uh, I did get some blowback by mm-hmm. some patients. Yeah. Other patients said, good for you, Dr. Droko. Yeah. Even non-Christian patients uh, sure. they said, I'm glad you're taking a stand. Yeah. So I know some of the doctors... Uh, that I was really now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. a, a kook, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. But I was practicing at the hospital so long that um, they respect me, and you know. Yeah. Sure. They didn't say anything, uh, at least to my face. Right. And um, God willing, uh, things worked out. Mm-hmm. So it was really through the grace of God. Sure. And. Uh, that's my story. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and of course, in so far as I've been part of that journey, and then now, really, when you've been all in, all yes. in, and we have had many conversations about the importance of making that decision. It's an inspiration from God himself. It really is the work of the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. obviously, who plays a wonderful role in not only everyone's story, but in a particular way in your life. So now, with the peace, as you say, that's, of course, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and an indication, as you say, you know, God validates and affirms yeah. those decisions, yeah. which you've had to make in some very difficult circumstances. If only, you know, the medical profession were, you know, really, you know, open to Catholic teaching and Catholic physicians and nurses being free to work according to the dictates of their faith and to, you know, enjoy working with that gift of integrity 
that they should not have to leave their faith like outside when they come into the office or the hospital or the clinic. Again, that's a tremendous witness. Well, I did have some religious articles, but they were tucked back in my credenza. Mm-hmm. They were not up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after I decided to go full steam Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, I put some on my desk. Bring them out, sure. And God bless you for doing that, Dr. Greg. That was a, <laughs> another hoop I had to jump through. Sure. But it turned out okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, again, even for, as you mentioned, like those colleagues and other people that, that were not Catholic, they weren't maybe even Christian, they weren't even maybe religious people, they respected the integrity of your decision. And I think that's like fertile ground for our Catholic witness to an unbelieving and very secular culture, right? Yeah. You just say, okay, well, all right, I don't expect you to immediately believe in everything that I believe in, but respect the fact that I'm living my life with integrity mm-hmm. in regard to faith and morals mm-hmm. and the faith that I do profess. And I think there is a very powerful witness, maybe in, you know, now like looking back, like that's the gift that God gave you in those circumstances, which brings that blessing of peace. And for all our listeners, you know, doctors, lawyers, judges, attorneys, Mm -hmm. accountants, whatever you are, whatever the profession, the fact that your witness as a Catholic can have a very profound influence on other people without having to say, I'm doing this because I'm Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. Right. So that gives them integrity. Interesting. So you mentioned the religious items on the credenza there Mm -hmm. in the office. Okay, so personal story. So my dad had a number of religious uh, objects and items. But it's true. In places of prominence, well, behind his desk was the enormous muskie, the enormous freshwater fish that he caught. Trophy, trophy muskie. It was, in fact, like the largest fish caught in the state of Wisconsin that year. And uh, so he had it mounted, and that was that was his big trophy fish. And then a few other fishing pictures and a few other things. Yes, but then there was the, the religious imagery, right? Our Lady, like a crucifix, and other things like that. So, and for uh, all of our, our, our Catholic physicians out there, Greg, what advice can you give them in terms of maintaining both professional integrity and religious integrity, bringing their faith into the workplace and it's a very beautiful work obviously you know to to care for the sick and dying well I had to prove to myself that the Catholic faith is the one true faith right once I realized that then I had to either accept it or reject it yeah and I accepted it and so that meant I have to accept the whole thing I can't accept bits and pieces absolutely and as it turned out thank God my patients like me enough that if they wanted to get birth control pills, they'd yeah. go to their family doctor yeah. and get them. Yeah. Um, and so I could just concentrate on obstetrics mm-hmm. and gynecological surgery, gynecology, mm-hmm. and that was great. In fact, during this process, I was uh, introduced into the Catholic Medical Association. Yes. And there are a lot of all types of physicians in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, OBGYNs, a lot of testimonies, mm-hmm. and it's a great support group. Um, mm-hmm. It's a way to blend true medicine and true Catholic faith together mm-hmm. in a unitive way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, integrity. Yeah. 
So, for our listeners, that's the Catholic Medical Association, CMA, which I have been involved with. Uh, I've been guest speaker on a few of the monthly meetings. From our Abbey community, Father Alphonsus has been very involved Mm -hmm. with the Catholic Medical Association. And they are also men and women uh, of great faith and great uh, professional integrity, wonderful doctors and physicians. So for our physicians and nurses listening today, CMA, Catholic Medical Association. And there are other, there are other, you know, groups too that, that support, you know, just as there are like, you know, for, for Catholic lawyers and, you know, Catholic accountants and, you know, Catholic engineers and, you know, but in the, in the medical profession where on a professional level, there are such challenges because there are profound moral questions involved in much of medicine, beginning of life, end of life, everything else. To be able to have that support of a Catholic community within that profession, I think, obviously, is a, is a tremendous gift. And we have community groups now of sure. branches of the mm-hmm. CMA. We have our own local mm-hmm. uh, get-togethers usually once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we have great speakers mm-hmm. and a, a forum that goes into Mm-hmm. All things uh, about medicine, paramedicine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a physician to join it. Right. We have non physicians sure. that join it, and uh, it's a it's a good thing. Yeah. And again, here locally in Orange County, the Norbertines yeah. are involved. They all support the Norbertines. Yes. So very good. So you've delivered a lot of babies. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, can you even estimate a number? Well, I went to a high high volume yes. place at yeah. USC. Yeah. And. I stopped counting after my second year yeah. in residency. There was so much, but okay. tens of thousands. There you of go. Absolutely. And it's, it's kind of like confessions, like for priests. Like after, <laughs> so, like, how many confessions? I have no idea. I stopped counting after, like, two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but what a beautiful blessing that must be, right? Obviously, you know, as your chosen profession, you can see the... The beautiful joy of the beginning of life, well, just, I mean, through birth, obviously the life was already there in the womb. But to welcome that child, to place that child in its mother's arms for the first time, I mean, that just must have been a really beautiful thing. I don't know. If I would have continued on in the medical profession, I don't know, maybe that's what I would have done. It's a challenging profession. If I knew this ahead of time, and I was a full practicing Catholic, yeah. that's one of the areas of medicine yeah. you'd probably hesitate going into, yes. even though there's a lot of things that yeah. are, are great and beautiful about yes. it. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, I have many first cousins, and one of them uh, is, in fact, a very Catholic, very, very successful professional OBGYN. And uh, he's the father of, I think, 11 children. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so he certainly knows a thing or two about <laughs> bringing forth new life into this world, he and his, uh, his lovely wife. So, Okay, so Greg, now, uh, currently, just uh, last word, uh, advice to our listeners, uh, any, any you know, recent uh, experiences in regard to faith that you want to share with uh, our, our listeners? Well, one thing I noticed, I was kind of just a regular guy, a regular yeah. person. Yeah. I got back into my faith and wow. it separates you from the world. The more yes. you get involved with it the does. Catholic faith, yes. the spirituality, yes. you realize you can't accept the world because 
it's not it's, where we really not, belong. Either. Yeah. It's this is we have no lasting city here. We are sojourners. We are even strangers in some ways. This is all very scriptural, yeah. of course, Greg. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. this is a conversation we've had pretty regularly yes. over the years. That it makes such a big difference. You're still a regular guy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. So and a wonderful, wonderful friend. Uh, and for for lunch, for dinner, for a round of golf. And I can't wait to bless the new house. Oh. When it's finished, we're gonna we're gonna come over and have that wonderful blessing. Yeah. But yes, that's a very important uh, insight to share with our listeners. Yeah. When we go all in, when we yeah, really yeah. give our life completely to God and through the Blessed Mother, and we really accept everything that our faith teaches us, everything. Yeah, I mean, it really, it separates us from so many things in the world. Yeah. That's another cross. That's yeah. another suffering that yes. we have to go through. Yes, yes. But as you know, with all sufferings, we don't go through it alone. We carry our cross with the Lord. He has given us the example of courage and strength. He gives us the grace to do the same. And... Uh, in every way, really, we face those challenges with the encouragement and hope that are such a big part of our faith, too. So, Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Greg, for being with us, and it's been a great conversation uh, for our listeners. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, hearing the story of my dear friend, Dr. Greg DeRocco. Until our next visit together here on Father Augustine and Friends, may God bless you all. As we pray, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And may God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to Father Augustine and Friends right here on Spirit Filled Radio. If you have any questions or comments for Father, please send an email to info at spiritfilledhearts.org. That's info at spiritfilledhearts.org. Have a blessed day. And until next time, we are one heart and one mind on our way to God. This Deacon Steve Greco, the founder of Spirit-Filled Radio and president of Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry, we love hearing from our listeners. Please contact us and let us know what you think about Spirit-Filled Radio. Email us at info at spiritfilledhearts.org. That's info at spiritfilledhearts.org. God bless you and your family. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.